Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Friday, December 16th, and this is your FT News Briefing. Global stock markets took a dive after a wave of interest rate rises. Nurses in the UK launched a historic strike. So many times we go to work, I go to work, and then I go home knowing that I've delivered suboptimal care. And that's not from a lack of trying, it's just from a lack of resources. Plus, Argentinians have a brief respite from their economic frustrations. I'm Sonia Hudson, in for Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. Global stocks tumbled yesterday. Europe's leading equity index slid nearly 3%. The S&P 500 fell about 2.5%. The drops came after several major central banks raised interest rates. The European Central Bank lifted its benchmark rate half a percent, as did the Swiss Central Bank and the Bank of England. This all came after the Federal Reserve raised rates on Wednesday and stocks barely moved. Here's the FT's Kate Duguid. We actually didn't have a huge sell-off in stocks um, in the United States on Wednesday, in part because um, the market has been a little bit skeptical that the Fed will hold their ground in the face of rising unemployment, uh, slowing growth. But... On, on Thursday, the ECB in particular was extremely hawkish, and they said that they were expecting to continue to um, lift interest rates by 0.5 percentage points, right? We had other central banks around the world also sort of reaffirming this hawkishness. And so it was at that point that the message maybe started to sink in a little bit more in the United States. Certainly markets in, um, in Europe and elsewhere were reacting to central banks as that happened. You know, we saw the biggest reaction in Europe where the ECB was sort of the most hawkish out of all these central banks. Kate Duguid is the FT's U.S. capital markets correspondent. Labor strikes have erupted across the U.K. Workers are struggling with inflation and falling standards of living. Rail workers have gone on strike, so have postal workers. And yesterday, nurses launched a historic first day of strikes in England, Wales, and Northern Ireland. The FT's Josh Gabbert-Doyon went to a picket line in London to find out more. He joins me now. Hi, Josh. Hey, how's it going? So tell me a little bit about where you went and what you saw. So I went to St. Thomas's Hospital where there was a picket. This is right on Westminster Bridge across from the Houses of Parliament. And it was a freezing cold day, really sunny out, but just blistering cold. There's about 50 people on the picket line when I went and a lot of honking cars coming by. It was a pretty joyous scene. There was coffee and tea being, you know, given out. But people were, were there because they were upset. You talked to some nurses while you were there. What did they tell you? Nurses there uh, told me that they were striking for a pay rise. They're looking for a 19% pay rise, which maybe seems like a lot, but when you consider that their retail price index, which is one of the indices for inflation, is pretty high already, I mean, it's only 5% over inflation. What they were saying basically was that pay is pretty low and that's forcing a lot of people out of the profession. Our profession has been chronically underfunded for, for years and this is seeing experienced staff leave the profession. We're having issues with recruitment and retention because they're not supported. Josh, why is the strike so significant and why is it happening now? 
The National Health Service has a lot of support. It's a pretty beloved public institution. And after the pandemic, you know, you had clapping for NHS workers that was going on. And the fact that the government is not willing to take into account what the nurses are asking for in terms of pay increase, I think it's seen as a big kind of signal of how bad the cost of living has gotten. And, you know, the Royal College of Nursing are saying that this is the largest strike they've had in their history. So I think uh, it's putting a lot of pressure on the government. Yeah, how has the government responded to the strike? Yeah, so the government had a chance to come to the table over pay negotiations earlier this week, but it turned it down. The government's health and social care secretary has said that an independent review body has already given its suggested pay increase, which is between 4 and 5%, and the government won't negotiate anymore. The government is saying basically that the pay increase that the nurses' union is demanding is just too high. Nurses are angry about that. They're angry about the fact that the government isn't willing to come back to the table, so they're trying to put pressure on them. Strikes are meant to be disruptive. That's the whole point of it. But we've ensured that staffing levels are at a bare minimum to provide that patient-centred care. So do we have any sense of how long this strike might go on for? Royal College of Nursing organizers say that they're ready to continue with the strikes as long as their demands aren't met. I asked Anita Roberts, a nurse who'd been with the NHS for more than 20 years, she was on the picket line at St. Thomas's Hospital, how she felt about that. Are you prepared for a long strike? Um, hopefully not. I hope things get better. And because, you know, I'm not really happy to be, you know, to go on strike because I have signed to care for people, but I am left with no choice but to strike. So I hope this will be the first and the last. That's FT Audio producer Josh Gabbert-Doyon in London reporting on the nursing union's historic walkout. Thanks, Josh. Thanks. Argentinians are regularly on the street voicing frustrations about the economy, the country's debt troubles, and inflation. And to add to that, last week, the vice president and former president, Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner, was convicted on corruption charges. But for a change, people didn't really seem to care. And that's why Argentina defeated Croatia and now heads to the FIFA World Cup championship. You just heard the sound of soccer fans at a bar in Buenos Aires chanting the name of their superstar player, Lionel Messi. The FT's Lucinda Elliott says the country is so absorbed in the World Cup, nothing else mattered. And then as soon as the tournament kicked off, um, the Labour minister said, you know, the efforts to bring down inflation would be dealt with in a month's time because the priority was to win the World Cup. And what happens if Argentina does beat France on Sunday to win the World Cup? Will the country ever turn its attention back to its economic problems? I would argue that people are aware of their situation and that this is moment really a breather um, that possibly will wear off quite quickly. Morphine for their sickness, as one fan actually described to me, this sort of irrational joy, this pride and relief really from these issues after, as I say, I mean, one of the strictest and longest lockdowns anywhere in the world was in Buenos Aires in 2020, an economy that's been more or less in decline for coming on a decade, dysfunctional policies that don't amount to anything. And now there's this glorious moment where Argentines are kind of back up there with a role model who's adored all over the world, not just in 
deny Argentina. You know, Lionel Messi is theirs, which having lived here, they do sort of care about what others think of them. And it's a shared moment. Um, that's certainly something that stood out to me in, in these weeks. That's the FT's Lucinda Elliott. You can read more on all these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back next week for the latest business news. The FT News Briefing is produced by Mark Filipino, Fiona Simon, and me, Sonia Hudson. Our editor is Jess Smith. We had help this week from David De Silva, Michael Lello, and Gavin Coleman. Our executive producer is Topher Forges. Cheryl Brumley is the FT's global head of audio. And our theme song is by Metaphor Music. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.